Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and you are listening to the Sports Roundup Show here on the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in association with the local enterprise office Leitrim who are running Local Enterprise Week 2020 from the 2nd to the 6th of March. More on that later in the programme. But in terms of sport, Storm Dennis did its best to knock everything off course this weekend. Despite a couple of cancellations, some sport did go ahead. We're going to be talking hurling. We'll also be talking about football cancellations. Uh, Sligo Rovers get their SSE Airtricity League up and running. We'll be talking to Declan Boyle, former player with both Sligo and their opponents, Finn Harps. And he was with Highland Radio Duty on Friday night. We spoke to us after the game. We'll be talking about how Sligo got on, as well as how Leitrim's Niall Morhan impacted the game on the night. Mern Devaney was away with the Irish Under-17 women's football team. We'll be talking to one of their coaches, Dave Rooney, about her performance in the camp over the last couple of days. Two fixtures against Iceland to talk about with Dave. We'll also be talking to Matthew Early about Sligo finally getting that hoodoo of beating Blackrock College off their backs. Two tight defeats by a single point in the first two meetings between the sides in competitive action means uh, Sligo were going into the weekend's game hoping to overturn those two defeats and they did just that a 10-5 victory for Sligo in a mud bath in Stradbrook we'll be talking to Matthew Early about that result and what that means for Sligo's promotion hopes in Division 2B of the All-Ireland League in rugby Uh, some other events that got cancelled over the weekend was the Tony McGowan road race and unfortunately for 1,500 people who had registered to take part from varying distances along the route, it has now been moved to the 8th of March. That's Sunday the 8th of March, and I'm sure it will still be a fantastic event. I think in the best interest of everybody, it would have been a pretty unpleasant weekend to take part in a road race. Uh, nice to get a better, bit of better weather in a couple of weeks' time. We'll also be talking to Anna from CrossFit Carrick about a nutrition workshop that's taking place in their facility on Thursday evening. We're going to start off with a look at the action in Gaelic games. And of course, as we mentioned, some of the games fell foul of the weather. The Under-20 Football Championship, that game moved around a bit. was supposed to be in Park Sean originally, moved to Mull, and then very late in the day called off after Galway had travelled in terms of the team and supporters. Uh, so probably a little bit late in the day, but game called off, did not take place. We don't have to hand yet uh, what any details of when that game will take place, but with the final due to take place this weekend, I would imagine they will play that game this weekend and pos- possibly push back that final. But we keep an eye out on leitrimga.ie for updates on that as the day and the week progress. All domestic under-13 and under-17 internal games within the county called off. Not a great start to underage football in the county, but obviously could not be helped with the weather. Those games, again, keep an eye on the leitrimga.ie to find out when those games will take place. There are two more rounds of those competitions already fixed for this weekend, so they will go ahead today. Uh, as we mentioned, Brendan Guckian on Friday told us about the under-17 county side and their first competitive game of the season in the Leinster League. They play at Limerick on Wednesday evening. That should be okay in terms of weather, at least. The hurlers, of course, in action. They were the big GA story of the weekend. They got to winning ways with a 13 points to 5 victory over Calvin in horrendous uh, conditions in Breffney Park. The game originally moved, supposed to be in Ballinamore, then moved to Belt Herbert. That also unavailable due to the weather. And eventually it was played on the 3G surface in Breffney Park. Carl McDermott top scoring for the Leitrim Hurlers who beat Cavan on a scoreline of 13 points to 5 in that game. 
Not a great weekend for Hurland, but a good result. All the same for Leitrim, and they're back in the hunt at the top of the table as we go into the third round of games in the coming weeks. Of course, the footballers, hurlers and ladies footballers all in action in their respective leagues this weekend. We'll have more on that in the preview show on Friday. Now, Friday night, it was a long journey to Bally Buffet for Sligo Rovers and their young midfielder, Niall Moran. He'd been named in starting 11 and played the full 90 minutes at his preferred position of defensive midfielder just in front of the back four, despite being one of Sligo's best performers on the night. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough as they went down 1-0 to the Northwest rivals in the opening game of the season in what could be a long, long season for the Bitter Red. Reinforcements required before the end of the transfer window this Saturday. So it's going to be an interesting week as any Sligo Rovers fans will be keeping an eye out for any new arrivals at the showgrounds. They play St. Patrick's Athletic on Friday night at 7.45 in the showgrounds. After the game, I caught up with Declan Boyle, who will be familiar to people who listen to the show. He is the coordinator of the Leitrim Sports Partnership, but in a former life, he played for both teams, Sligo Rovers and Finn Harps, as well as a little sojourn at Celtic Park. But we didn't get into talking about that kind of detail just yet. He was with Highland Radio on the night, and after the game... I caught up with him for his thoughts on how the game went and how Niall has been progressing with the bitter red. Declan Boyle, normally speak to you on part of Leitrim Sports Partnership, but you're here tonight in a different role. You've watched two of your former clubs, Finn Harps and Sligo Rovers. What's your thoughts on, on a victory for Finn Harps tonight? Um, yeah, it's an opening game, good atmosphere, good crowd. Sligo had a big support down, a big Harps support. Um, overall, the game as a spectacle was, was quite poor the quality of the first half was very very poor second half it picked up both teams you know, put more effort and energy into it uh, the pitch is difficult tonight as well and you can't really see that from up here in the stands but yeah um, I suppose overall the quality was poor Harp scored a good first goal from a good set play and, and, and well worked and you see it from the training ground and ended up finishing in, in, in the near post with Carlos Sullivan sliding in front of uh, maybe a Sligo Rovers player to put in the empty net very few chances the keeper hadn't much to do tonight um, but Ollie be more than happy considering last year we really went uh, 10 weeks without one so they won the first um, first uh, match of the season so Ollie and his team will be very happy with three points there was one stage tonight when you were at top of the league on alphabetical order um, might be the first time for in a while for Finn Harps uh, it's been a long time since that has happened for sure yeah. um, listen <laughs> uh, that would have been funny yeah, yeah. listen you know I mean all these all these lay with three points in you know, the performance a lot of new faces and I know I know Sligo had a few faces and they're probably missing a few as well and uh, Aleem will probably try to bring a bit more quality before you know the next two or three weeks to get more players in and, and, and same with the rest of the teams but throughout the whole league there's been a lot of players moving from one club to the next and you know some I mean, Cork have lost a lot of players and St. Pat's are running a lot of players so it's, I mean, it's, it's a minefield amount of players that are coming and going in the league and, and changing from one club to the next but it's going to be the clubs that can get uh, I suppose a good continuity in their play and, and, and get them all playing in the right direction but so that'll take a wee bit of time for most clubs Harps are playing um, obviously Derry City away next week in another Northwest Derby so it's a big match for them and they lost 1-0 tonight to a late um, Dundalk goal um, so yeah listen it's, it's a good start and, but a lot of work to be done for both teams from a local point of view, Raf Qatar was pulling on the strings. Last time we saw him was in a game. His last competitive outing was against Carrick Town in the showgrounds in Carrick and Shannon. It's a bit of a step up. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think he, he, he was on a bit of retiring last year. And, I mean, 38 years of age, I mean, it's, it's 
you know, fair play to them for anybody to the 38 still playing in, in the League of Ireland and, and a professional league. You know, it's a, it's a credit to, to him as a person and obviously as a professional as well. Done really well, done well. You know, he works hard and yeah, he doesn't have the energy and the legs to, 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 to cause teams problems in behind, but he, he's committed and he's got a bit of craft about him and he picks up good positions and he get, he's good in the air for a small guy. And um, yeah, and, and Carlos Sullivan, who's only young, um, came from Limerick and scored a winner tonight, but he'll help him because, you know, he, he, if he learns from from Cretero, um it'll help his game and he'll develop as a player as a result of all the experience and knowledge that uh, Cretero has. Two or three players stood out for the bit of red tonight. I suppose Ronan Coughlin up front has always looked good. Gary Buckley's a new signing. But I think um, Leitrim's own Niall Moran acquitted himself pretty well there in that familiar for him sixth position just in front of the back four. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. I thought it you know, looking at teams before they came out, I thought he was going to play a right full. Um, yeah, Niles is a good player, technically very, very good, and always seems to have time on the ball. His passes, you know, he keeps possessing the ball very well, and he's a really good player. He's, he's technically gifted. Um, so he, he, you know, it's a big year for him. Obviously, this is his third year now, pretty much. So you know, he'll be looking to get more games, and he has that versatility that he can play in midfield, he can play right full. So that will help him. Um, I thought Seamount, uh, Seymour, has it done very well tonight as well. I thought he was probably um, Sligo's best player. Um, on the night Gary Buckley is a really good player probably didn't see the best him tonight probably will play better and better pitches um, and he came off obviously so his fitness level weren't, weren't high enough but he, he'll be a, a big player um, I think Colin and Murray will, will they need to click as well and, and, and no difference in Harps goals could be a problem for both teams this year Harps up and running Sligo a little bit to do maybe back to the drawing board over the next week or so at the training ground Declan thank you very much for your opinion and uh, f- nice to get someone from Highland Radio on the show <laughs> thank you very much for the opportunity cheers now we had hoped to get Marin Devani on the show she will be on Friday's show but we are going to catch up with one of the coaching staff of the women's international under 17 side and I'm delighted to say Dave Rooney joins me on the programme Dave welcome how are you doing Bradley how are you I'm good and yourself good yeah very good you must be buzzing after two competitive games against Iceland over the weekend yeah brilliant really 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 good week really good camp um Really, really, really good set of girls, um, group of girls. You got on really, really well together. Um, and look, the, the games were brilliant. They weren't like the qualifying phase in Lithuania. We probably, you know, I won't say we had, yeah, but look, we had three fairly routine games. We didn't learn too much. But I, I, even at half time in the first game of Friday, I kind of said from half time, you've probably learned more than 45 minutes. We, we certainly have learned more than 45 minutes, um, you know, against a good side. We would have played Iceland last year. We lost 5-2 and 3-0 in two games in Iceland last year. Um, and I'd say six or seven of the girls would have been involved in that squad. So it's a massive step forward for them, you know. So, to, you know, to get the to, to two draws, like it was, it was two really, really good games, you know. Um, and, you know, they could have went either way. Both games could have went either way. We're probably disappointed. Both games we lost. Um, we, sorry, both, we didn't win both games, but we could have lost both games as well. The keepers made great saves in both games. Now yourself, you're week to week, you're the manager of Limerick in the Women's National League. Over the last couple of years, the development of the Under-17 League, and we've talked about here on the show a good bit with having Leitrim representation there with Sligo, with both Myrn Devaney and Leah Fox over the last 12 months. How much has the last two years of that Under-17 League helped bring these girls on at this age group? Look, it's been incredible. It's been it's been incredible. Like, I mean, look, women's football in general and with the greatest respect to to you know the on your garments and the the, the the top players in in the league, there still are the top players, Karen Duggan, all these type of players. 
but the amount of young girls coming into the league now, the, the quality of the league has just gone through the roof at the moment. And that's, you know, the amount of girls coming through, 15, even even looking at Richie Berkeley, he's doing a great job there with the skills. He's he's bringing girls every year. The 15s are just incredible 15s and they're coming through the 16s into 17, 17 is just phenomenal. Like I've been involved with the 15 skills with, with, the, with Richie and with Lorraine Kuhner before that. And the uh, year on year on year, the quality of players coming through was incredible. So they're all feeding now into an under seventeen league. I think it was a brilliant um, initiative from the FBI. Um, I think they're getting a lot of stick at the moment, but that was a brilliant move to put that league in the under seventeen league, and it's a fantastic league. The, the quality of the games last year was really, really good. And actually, the Sligo was at the game. Limerick played up in Sligo last year. I think it was I think we finished three two, and my God, some of the goals in that game. Taylor Dell got two practice that day. Like, you know, really, really, really good quality. Every game around the country is really, really good quality. Like, so it's a fantastic league. And then these girls are feeding into a senior league. Now, I think they're looking at trying to put something in between, maybe another 19 league or a reserve league. I think that needs to come in because there's a big gap between, I think physically and mentally, there's a big gap between 17 and senior football. Um, so I think if they can get that right, um, yeah, or you know, it could really push it on again. But seven days league is fantastic, uh, excellent quality, and really, really helping at international level. Because even from a player ID point of view, you know, without this league, we'd, we'd be we'd be running around the country looking at boys' games, maybe, or be careful to be scattered everywhere, or looking at Gainer cups and things like that. Um, but now they're, they're really now we we kind of have league centres and leagues academies that we can we can focus in on and, and really you know you know it's, it's kind of shooting fish in the barrel because all the all the girls in these centres are really really good and all the girls at the academy clubs are obviously excellent as well you know so really, yeah, it's really really beneficial for the for the international managers. From a local point of view, you mentioned Kate O'Dowd. She's from just outside Ballardine, not quite Leitrim, but on a million miles away. Uh, she's moved to Piedmont. She replaced Murren Devaney in the game yesterday, uh, Sunday afternoon in Tremor, yeah. with about 15, 16 minutes to go in the game. How did Murren get on over the weekend? Oh, Murren was Murren was Look, I probably shouldn't say it, but. Over the course of the season, Merlin, Merlin's been like if if you were to stop the season now and 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 do a player here, Merlin's player of the year. Like that's that's how how good she's been. She, she's been so consistent in every game, from from the very start. We had two games over in Belgium, um, with with a with a kind of a, I would say a makeshift squad, but a squad just coming in, and we were kind of picking players from last year and. We were missing a few players that that, that were up with the 19 squad at the time. So, but Miriam was incredible. Them two games in, in Belgium, and then we went to Lithuania, and I think she picked up a player of the match in one or two of the games in, in Lithuania. She was she was incredible. And look, she could have easily been player of the match yesterday. Um, but Della had a couple of Della Doherty had a couple of last minute blocks or last last ditch blocks. I should say it was probably swung it all away. But Miriam Miriam's a fantastic player. Like, great attitude as well. Really, really good attitude. She's quiet, um, gets around the place, does the job, does the does the, the hard yards in midfield. Like we have a couple of flair players in midfield that are really good on it, but they you know, they put a tackle in, but Mirren just covers some amount of ground. I think at one stage, you know, I, I turned to the other coach staff yesterday and said she must have got a tackle in on every one of the Icelandic players because every time there was a fifty fifty drop and Mirren was Mirren was underneath it and she was bang, winning the pack. Getting us back on the ball, you know. So you're a fantastic player and a great, great, really, really, really good attitude as well. Excellent. Well, listen, Dave, we're delighted to hear that from a local girl to be here. She's doing so well on the international stage. I'm sure it won't be the last we hear of her in the green uh, jersey of Ireland 
over the next yeah. couple of years. It was great, actually. They had their CAPS presentation on, on, on Saturday evening, so she would have got a CAP, or international CAP, and her, her mom and, and, and I think must have been a younger brother and two younger brothers were up in the Ireland jersey, so it was a, it was a brilliant occasion for them, you know what I mean? She was delighted. So, uh, her, her mom was like a quiet, quiet woman as well, so uh, the two boys were running around loving it, you know, in their two Ireland jerseys, but it was great to see, you know, so, you know, delighted for her because, you know, you know, Sligo, you know, it's probably tough and getting teams and travelling distances to matches and things like that, you know, but she's a brilliant attitude. I think she could go, she could go really a long way in the game, you know, so hopefully she just stays fit and, and um, stays injury-free because she's, she's a huge character in the game, you know. Excellent, Dave. Thanks very much. Best luck for the season with Limerick, if and when it happens, if and when you're involved. It's all a bit of a mess at the moment. Yeah. We're not going to get into it. Uh, uh, no, but, no, no. but the very best of luck uh, to you and to the, that under 17 group as well as you bid to okay. qualify for the European Championships. Brilliant. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Locally, all junior soccer was cancelled over the weekend. Carrickton, of course, no fixture, but Manor Rangers Connacht Cup clash against Athenry A did not survive the weather for the second week running. That is now penciled in for next weekend. So it'll be interesting to see how Manor Hampton do. Uh, they'll be eager to get the Connacht Cup game out of the way and hopefully pick up where they left off winning games in the Sligo Elite Super League as they hope to add a Super League title for the first time to their locker in the B Park. Now, I mentioned at the top of the show that this show is brought to you in association with the local enterprise office, one of the partners here at Leitrim Daily. And I want to tell you about what's coming up with them over the next month or so. And the big news for them is the Local Enterprise Week 2020, which takes place in the first week of March. And it includes a number of really exciting events. The National Enterprise Awards County Final take place on the 4th of March in the Landmark Hotel, while the Student Enterprise Awards County Final is in the Bush Hotel in Carrick and Shannon on the 3rd of March. The 5th of March, how to leverage finance for your business in conjunction with the Department of Employment Affairs and Social Protection. And that's taking place in The Hive on the 5th of March. Also on the 5th of March, they have Made in Leitrim, a celebration of Leitrim's creative talent in association with Leitrim's Design House, taking place in the Design House in the Dock in Carrick and Shannon on the 5th of March. While Women Making It Happen is a networking event in conjunction with the local enterprise offices in Westmeath and Longford, and that's taking place in Mullingar Park Hotel in Mullingar. Some fantastic events taking place. So the 2nd to the 6th of March is when it's all happening across the county. You can find the full schedule on our website at leitrimdaily.com, but also on localenterprise.ie. Thank you to the Local Enterprise Office for their continued support of the show. Now on Saturday evening in Stradbrook, um, absolute mud bath in horrendous conditions, saw Sligo Rugby Club go to Black Rock to try and make it third time lucky. Two tight defeats to the Dublin side in the last 12 months meant that Sligo went into this game as slight outsiders but a fantastic start saw them 10 points up within the first 15 minutes they were to hold on to that they weren't to score for the next hour of the game but the really really awful conditions meant that Blackrock never really got going 10-5 the final score to Sligo and they finally broke that hoodoo and reinvigorated their promotion hunt as they uh, closed the gap on the leaders on that table after the game I caught up with Matthew Early who featured in the game for Sligo 
Now, one fixture that didn't fall foul of the weather was Sligo Rugby Club's fixture in Stradbrook against Black Rock College. Matthew Early played in the game in what was a third-time lucky victory for you, Matthew. You must be delighted after the, the win. Absolutely delighted, yeah. As you say, we were beaten by a point the last two times we played them this season and uh, at the end of last season, so it was, a, it was a sweet victory yesterday. In terms of Black Rock College, they're kind of a name that carries a lot of weight within the sport of rugby. Sligo, relative new boys to the AIL, only in the, the league really a couple of years, only in this division two years. What's it like to, to kind of have to finally got that hood off your back and beating one of the, the big names of Irish rugby? Uh, yeah, it's class to be able to say we've uh, beaten the likes of Black Rock and be better than them really because we were better than them yesterday. So uh, onwards and upwards from here, hopefully. There's been a bit of a break over the last few weeks because of the um, Six Nations and the club rugby just kind of stops for the, the two or three weekends of the Six Nations each time. In terms of uh, your own performance, how has the, the first couple of months of the year obviously picked up the Leitrim Daily Sports Person of the Month award, uh, but you must be happy enough with how the season's going so far with Sligo. Uh, yeah, look, if we if we uh, finish out the league season well and get up into the playoff spots, it's the best season Sligo rugby have ever had in their history, so... It's been a very successful year and we just hope to keep going. How much does the Leitrim Daily Sports Person of the Year award matter or is it just a team game so it's a team sport? Ah, look, I just do my best and if the awards come, they come. They don't really. It's not my main goal for the year but hoping to get a promotion would be number one. Talk to us about the game yesterday. Stradbrook can be a tough enough venue at the best of times. It's fairly exposed. The weather didn't help, I'm sure. Yeah, look, the flagpoles were nearly ripped out of the ground and the place was an absolute mud bath, so it wasn't a great um, great quality game, but um, for backs anyway, us forwards had a great time. What was the, How did the game go? To talk us through the, the events of the match. Well, we had the strong wind in the first half, so we were up 10-0 at half-time and uh, we were under the pump then in the second half and they got a try and we just held out till the end and we got, our, we got a penalty on our own try line to end the game, so game ended 10-5 so it was a tough game now the two previous games against Blackrock you mentioned it was a point victory each time for the Dublin side the the format of the game in each or the, I suppose the, the pattern of the game in both occasions was you got a nice lead up and then Blackrock came back at you and scored literally with the last play of the game uh, you're defending on your try line it can't be a, a pleasant experience kind of thinking oh no is this going to happen again for the third time yeah, look, we in both games we had a handsome lead at half time. We were dominating them for eighty, ninety percent of the game. And uh the first time we played them we had five yellow cards and then the second time we had three yellow cards and uh yesterday we got none, so I think that shows shows how um important discipline is. Would you put that down to discipline of the team or the referee? Oh uh, well the 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 linesmen tried their best now yesterday, but uh we were very be- well behaved. In terms of the discipline of the team, has that been a problem for the team this season or in recent times? Yeah, look, if you look at the games we've lost, we've gotten yellow cards in them and the games we won, we haven't. So it's like it's still part of the game. Sin bins and discipline is a huge part of the game. So uh, we just need to well behave ourselves on the pitch and we'll win games. What's next for Sligo? Game next weekend? Yeah, game next weekend at home to Greystones, who... Um, are five points ahead of us in that fourth fourth position, so it was a huge game. So a win there could catapult you above them possibly and into the playoff spots, or at least put you in the running for the next couple of games with the end of the season coming sometime in maybe April? Yeah, usually the playoffs are around April time, so if we get a, a bonus point this weekend, it could put us up into fourths. 
and we'd be hoping then to push on to maybe third or second even. Well, listen, Matthew, congratulations on a great victory yesterday. Congratulations also on the victory in the uh, Leitrim Sports Person of the Month Award. And uh, the very best luck against Greystones and for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Now, an event that should be of interest to most people who are involved in sport or interested in sport in the county is happening in Carrick and Shannon on Thursday evening at 7.30 in CrossFit. It's a nutrition workshop with Denise Cahill and it's open to all the community whether you're a member of CrossFit or not. It's an opportunity to learn a bit more about nutrition and I'm joined by Anna from CrossFit Carrick to talk about exactly what's involved on Thursday evening. Anna, welcome back to the programme. Actually, we are talk. We are starting to do the nutrition workshops. That's the first one, because as you said, uh, the nutrition is the huge part of the sports industry. If you're exercise, you need to know how to eat, what to eat, when to eat, and it's the first meeting we are talking about general habits and how to change the bad habits into the good ones, and there will be one one and a half hour workshops about nutrition in sport people can ask questions and denise will try to answer all of them and in terms of the nights in crossfit carrick which is at the back of say vogue or yes. trailblazers people might be familiar with their beside kennedy's or what used to be kennedy's i'm not sure what they're <laughs> called anymore it's no longer kennedy's on the dublin road um in terms of the event 7 30 thursday what can people expect when they arrive they can expect, as I said, like Denise will talk about the nutrition in general, about because you know, some people think that twelve week program, eight week program, it resolved the problem, but it's all about change, like life change habits, and that's the first thing. Second thing, there will be talking. She will be talking about. Um, quality of the food portions and all of this, and then at the end. All everybody can ask the questions, and she will be talking about. She will be uh, answer the questions. And of course, they say six packs are got in the kitchen rather oh, than yeah. the gym. Because <laughs> so, I know all That's of it. That's true. That's true. Actually, yeah. How um, important is nutrition in the overall scheme of things when you're trying to either get fit, get in shape, or even just lose a bit? It's the most important thing. You can train five days per week, but if you eat bad you're not achieve anything. It's not just about losing weight, it's about building muscles, it's about health, actually. So I think everybody, not just the gym members, should take part and just try to listen, try to learn something new. And is this the start of a whole new series of kind of workshops? Because obviously it's getting people into your facility as well so they yes. can see what it's about, they become a little bit less intimidated maybe by what's in there because to people who've never been in a gym before, it can be a little bit intimidating. So is it really just an attempt to get people into the premises, show them around, get them a bit more familiar, hopefully get a few That's members That's the idea, too. actually. That's the idea, because we ask our members to bring friends, family. If you are wondering how the CrossFit gym looks like, you can just come in, have a seat. We can explain everything if you have a question to us. Not just about the nutrition, but in general about the gym as well. How has business gone? We spoke to you maybe about a month ago and uh, January is obviously historically, at least in the public perception, is a busy month for gyms. How is, how's everything going? In, it in is. It's busier and busier every single week. And then we still have new people coming in and people still are afraid a little bit 
because they when as we talked before we, when the people hear crossfit they're absolutely terrified because they're seeing the people the really fit people uh, but as i said we are starting really from the scratch from the from the beginning we have the beginners classes and then we have new clients every single week so it's going really great Excellent. Good to hear little success stories in Carrickland and and in the county for a new business because less than a year old. We're only what same age as us, really. A couple of yeah. days. Oh, yeah, 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 So it's yeah. really only seven or eight months. So uh, all good and great to hear those oh, success stories. Yeah. And thank you so much for dropping into me. Just to remind people the date and time for the event. It's Thursday, seven thirty in CrossFit Carrick. Now I know CrossFit has a reputation for crazy stuff. It's seven thirty p.m. P.m. Not of course, p.m. Not a.m. No, don't rock <laughs> no, no, up no, at seven thirty in the morning as much as you, you think. You can come to train at seven thirty, <laughs> but nutrition workshop seven thirty p.m. Yes, that's with Denise Cal nutrition workshop seven thirty p.m. on Thursday, and uh, I'm sure it's an interesting and enlightening night for anyone who's maybe looking for that little bit of a kick in their health whether it's a weight loss or fitness goals. Thanks very much, Anna. Thanks, Emilian. Thanks. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. A big thank you to my guests today, Rooney, Declan Boyle, Matthew Early and Anna from CrossFit Carrick. Thank you so much for listening. Today's show was brought to you in association with the Local Enterprise Office here in Leitrim ahead of Local Enterprise Week from the 2nd to the 6th of March. More details on our website and on the local enterprise website if you want to find out about what might be involved in that event for you and your business. I'll be back tomorrow where we talk to Ken and Cormac Doonan about the upcoming cycle from Mallon to Mizzen in aid of cystic fibrosis and a fundraising event that they're having this weekend ahead of that particular event. And from a sports point of view, I'll be back on Friday with a preview of all of the National League action as well as a look at Longford Town's start to their season and all the other sports action taking place around the county and beyond. Talk to you then.